It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long, all day strong. It is a thirsty Thursday. I love a good thirsty Thursday. I've always thought about thirsty Thursdays like this, man. Thursday, I made it to Thursday. You know, Monday, I'm good. Tuesday, I'm good. Wednesday, I'm good. Thursday, I'm going to have myself a little bit of Tito's. But Dacus, I found something out today. It was really weird. All of a sudden, you know, I'm on my little uh, X, the uh, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, you turned me what off. You? you turned me off. I didn't turn you off. I did disappear. I don't know if you noticed. Like, it yeah, I know. Silent. I don't know what happened. Your magic fingers. Huh. <laughs> You're the only person that can shut me up. <laughs> what a, right. How about what that? A gift. The power I hold. What a gift that you have. But Thirsty Thursdays, um, you know, I always think about a little bit of Tito's. I'm going to watch a little football. I'm going to get down with this, that, and the other. And then I I was on X, and Thirsty Thursday was actually trending. Did you know that? That Have you ever seen Thirsty Thursday trending? I have not. Well, let me just tell you something. Thirsty Thursday is not what I thought it was. It was a bunch of, you know, um, women, when they take pictures of themselves and they put it out there on the X, they call themselves thirst traps. Mm. Did you know this? Yeah. The young kids are doing this. Even some older women are doing this, like my age type women. Probably shouldn't be doing it because they're my age, but I was like, oh my goodness, this has got to be brought by Tito's. And then the things that I saw on the X, I didn't know that you could put that stuff on Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, no, Twitter's a wild place right now. Yeah, I had a very, um, I had an interesting morning. Mm. Spent probably a little bit too much time scrolling through Thirsty Thursdays. But mm. today, we have a great show on a beautiful Thirsty Thursday. Isaac Simpson's going to join us. We're definitely going to talk about that Grizzlies game. We're going to talk about Taylor Jenkins, of course. Taylor Jenkins getting out coached by a former staff, a former member on his staff. The Raptors got the best of the Grizzlies. They just, like in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies can be the Grizzlies. It's like, what happens to the other three? And how do you come out so flat? I know they played on a, a game with a back to back, but it did hurt my heart because my mom and my dad were down there in the Madonna school. They did the little halftime performance. You know, I love the Madonna School. Hope all you people do. By the way, you should buy some food from them. If you, did you know that you could buy food that's already cooked? I did not know that, no. Let me tell you something, son. Straight fire. Straight fire. But last night, the Grizzlies were not on fire. They did not get it done. We got Isaac Simpson today at 1130. We're going to talk everything. We're going to talk all about them Grizzlies. We're definitely going to talk about Taylor Jenkins. Um, Taylor Jenkins was definitely trending on my timeline today. Uh, A lot of people, you know, from Anthony Sane to Isaac Simpson to uh, Jessica Benson, CJ Hurt. Everybody was dropping their, you know, two cents in last night. So we'll talk about that um, in a little bit. At 1230, Evie Van Pelt. You know those Ole Miss Rebels who won that Peach Bowl? We're definitely going to talk about them. They took care of business. Chris Beard's taking care of business. 
Everything is pushing daisies down in Oxford, so we're definitely going to get deep up in a little Ole Miss Rebels. We're going to talk about the Memphis Tigers. Dead gummit. When do the Tigers play again? Tonight. Oh, that's right against Austin Pete. Nope. John, you buried the lead on Ole Miss. What's the lead? That Quinshawn Judkins is in the transfer portal. Well, K.J. Jefferson also signed with the University of Central Florida. He did, yeah. Do I want to talk about Quinshawn Judkins getting in the transfer portal? Not really. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to get him out of it. I mean, hey, I, I know one way to do that's, it. That's one question for Evie Van Pelt in the Grove Collective. And I have a feeling, like in my heart of hearts, just so Ole Miss fans know, and I was going to bring this more up at noon, but I do believe Quinshawn Judkins will be back. I think so, too. I think this he's is playing a, his cards, right? Yes, this is called a Walter Nolan, I learned from this man. Like, you go out there, and Walter Nolan got $1.2 million. Did you know that? Yeah. $1.2 million. What's the best offensive weapon probably for the Ole Miss Rebels? There's so many damn weapons. But Quinshawn Judkins is one of the best. His, his freshman year, uh, nobody had played the way he had since Herschel Walker. I uh, think Quinshawn will be back. So Ole Miss fans... Don't worry about Jackson Dart. Don't worry about Quinshawn. Keep buying, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I love Tito's, but buy that Grove Collective vodka. Buy that Grove Collective beer. And by the way, is there another school in the country whose collective is making beer and vodka to sell to their students to make enough money to pay for their athletes like Ole Miss? I don't think so. Good question. By the way, how smart is that? It's very smart. You make your own booze and you sell it to all those kids in the fraternities and the sororities. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if you know this, Ole Miss is kind of a party school. Sure is. They get down. So um, I think Quinshawn's going to be back. We're going to talk a lot about some college football because we got to talk about Washington, Michigan, number one defense versus the pass, number one defense overall in Michigan, best offensive line in college football, best quarterback playing currently right now, absolutely Michael Penix Jr. We're going to get into all that. And we talked about a little bit Ole Miss, but I think it's absolutely wild that K.J. Jefferson is going to be at Central Florida. You know they're in the Big 12 now. Mm-hmm. If I say this, will you think I'm crazy? In Gus Malzahn's system, could K.J. Jefferson go Cam Newton-esque? Good. Look at the way that Gus always uses his quarterbacks. Didn't we always say at Arkansas that K.J. didn't run the ball enough? Mm-hmm. He didn't. Dude, he's a big body. Against the Big 12, these aren't SEC defenses. Yeah, I'm SEC homer. I'm telling you, I have a. I think that Central Florida got them a dead gum stud. So uh, I'm fired up to talk a little bit about some uh, college football today. And then there's the NFL Pro Bowl. Did you pay any attention to this? No. Why? Because it's the Pro Bowl. Well, because they play flag football now, so it's not that fun. No, I mean it's just it's like four weeks away. I'll I'll find out who's playing. You know. When they play, but I was see, watching, my favorite I was thing to do is night. think about people who got snubbed. That's uh, yeah, I know it's everybody's favorite thing to do. I I'll be honest, John, I haven't even seen the list. You have not even. Oh my goodness. No. Okay, so I got a couple. I got a couple nuggets for you. Okay. All right. So um, you do know um, that Sauce Gardner is a pretty good football player. I do. Buda Baker is a pretty good football player too. Mm-hmm. But do you think that Sauce Gardner was better than Derek Stingley this year? Nope. No, nah, probably not. Do you think Antoine Whitfield Jr. got outplayed by Buda Baker this year? Hmm. 
I'm going to tell you right now, it's a hell no. I do like Buddha Baker, though. I like Buddha Baker, but damn, Buddha's been around for so long. He's been around since the Buddha, the original Buddha. Right now, I mean, him at safety, he ain't playing. Man, he ain't doing jack. How many forced fumbles do you think he's uh, caused this year? Uh, three. Zero. Oh. How many uh, fumble recovers that? recoveries does he have three zero how many sacks does he have three zero how many interceptions does he have damn it zero dude you finally got the answer all right all right thank you antoine winfield jr has three interceptions five forced fumbles four fumble recoveries and five sacks yet antoine winfield jr wouldn't put on the pro bowl like look i know i'm not the brightest guy on planet earth but I can say zero, 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 zero across the board and say, nope, you're not more deserving than him. But Antoine Winfield Sr., did you hear what he did today? I did not. He jumped all over the X and he said, I demand a recount. Somebody has to explain me this. Ain't no way in hell Buda Baker goes to the Pro Bowl ahead of my little man with no stats. I know how important the Pro Bowls are especially on your resume, and it just happens to be his contract year. Hmm. He puts a little, you know that little circly yellow guy that goes, hmm. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh Things that make you go, hmm. Antoine Winfield Sr. is like, hmm. I don't, oh, a contract year and he didn't make the Pro Bowl? He said, we ain't going for this bad word. He said, Mm. BS. He says, somebody needs to holla at me. And a bunch of uh, the red faces that you would see a bunch of cuss words, but it has a black mark and it has like an exclamation point mm-hmm. and uh, like a, I don't know, some other little markings. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Antoine Whitfield Sr. is extremely ticked off. I don't blame him. And again, I don't, I mean, Derek Stingley, did you know that he was the only quarterback taken ahead of Sauce Gardner? And in his rookie year, he was injured basically the whole season right. and everybody was just killing him and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe anybody took somebody over Sauce Gardner. Well, Derek Stingley, this year, has been the superior cornerback, period. C.J. Stroud, by the way. Hmm. Did you know he's not on this dead gum thing? Wow. Yeah, I know. Josh Allen's not. Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think the biggest snub of them all. Brandon Ayuk. did see that. I, I got a notification saying Brandon Ayuk was not on it. My man has 1,300 yards. 1,317 to be exact. That's, that's impressive, right? Very impressive. Well, A.J. Brown, Puka Nakua, they, they have reached the 1,400 mark. But A.J. Brown has 151 receptions. Puka Nakua has 147 so far, Brandon Ayuk only has 97 receptions. Yet he, I mean, dude, this guy, according to PFF, is the best wide receiver in football. His route running, his separation, his 90% reception rate on targets. Brandon Ayuk is absolutely destroying people. The fact that he was left out. That's just dead gum foolish. Yeah, that one that one blew me away. That that is crazy. And by the way, his quarterback's Brock Purdy. That's right. I mean, it ain't like the guy's any good. Well, former uh former uh MVP front runner. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope. that's Lamar Jackson now, but well, for- if I said I've former got, hey, That's I, why I, I said I'm, former John. Because <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of weeks people wanted you to believe that he was gonna be your MVP winner. Yeah, I was snorting some of that. 
I was mainlining it. I was taking a little Brock Purdy love back Everybody then. was, John. I mean. And I also need to apologize to Lamar Jackson. Do you? Why? Well, I mean, I don't know if you know. Um, I guess, yes, you weren't doing my show, but, you know, for like three years, two years at least, I was talking about how Lamar Jackson's one and three in the playoffs, never healthy in December, can't get it done. You got to throw the ball better in the National Football League. And then all of a sudden, Todd Munkin comes in there and opens things up and actually pushes the ball down the field to the wide receivers. And guess what? Lamar Jackson can throw the damn football. Sure can. That's why he won a Heisman when he was at Louisville. That's right. It's kind of the offense that they ran when they were at Mm -hmm. Louisville. I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson, MVP, lock. You know he's not going to play this weekend. Yeah, no wise plan. And I heard uh, OBJ might may or may not be renting a yacht uh, for uh, what? for all of them to go out on. Mm. Ooh, mm-hmm. OBJ a yacht? Stay off that the yacht, day fellas. that Jeffrey Epstein's list oh, came out. Oh man, man, God. hey, just I, I'm just saying, OBJ, be <laughs> careful, okay? <laughs> I Don't was more referencing to the last time OBJ got a got a boat and had all of his teammates. yeah, and he played terrible. Weapons. Yeah, come and, out on it. That and was back with and the a Giants. lot of people killed him for that. Yeah, but you know what? I ain't worried about no yacht. Hmm. I ain't worried about no yacht. I just don't want him flying on the Lolita Express. That's it. That's it. By the way, that did come out today, didn't it? Uh, I think so. Did Aaron Rodgers was he right or wrong? Actually, thing came out yesterday. He was uh, wrong. Man, he was. Are you sure? I mean, I'm not. I haven't been like paying attention. It either, keeps popping. I, I up saw somebody tweet my... and say that that he wasn't on it, and so that Aaron Rodgers was wrong. I noticed that, that like basically all the presidents have been on there. Uh, the yeah, Trump was on there. I, Clinton was on there. I don't know. Doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. I don't know anything about any of it, so I'd, like be the, I'd be the wrong people. person to talk to about it. I, I shouldn't even be talking about <laughs> it because I ain't looking into it. I just kind of like you know how like you got these notifications on your phone. Yeah. Oh, everybody was notifying me about it. It was no night. like it was kept everybody. popping up, yeah. and I'm like going, man, I don't know why aren't they showing me like my gambling advice? <laughs> like I need I need something that I'm interested. I in. think you have the wrong uh, the wrong app. The wrong, apps, yeah, the, the wrong yeah. apps were notifying me yesterday, and it was it was extremely difficult. But this week again, um, we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl. We're going to talk a lot about Washington and Michigan, the Grizzlies. We got NBA action. We got to talk about them Tigers, the Memphis Tigers, man, on the road again. What's the line on that game? Ten and a half? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Well, okay, I should I should look because yesterday I was, was going to say it was ten and a half. Nine and a half. Now you first say ten look. and a half. Uh, it's Memphis minus ten. Mm. So we were both right and both wrong. Correct. We were just half a point off. Uh huh. And I was also looking. I've also been looking at uh, Greg's lines this morning. He has it at uh, Greg Peterson. Uh, yeah, he has a Memphis minus nine. And a half. What is his Twitter handle? Uh, G unit underscore eighty seven <laughs> or something like that. He's the last dude who should be the G unit. By the G way, G unit underscore eighty one. G unit. That's right. Like he's such Say a it loud dude. and proud. Say it loud and proud. <laughs> um, but yeah, we talked a little bit about um, some National Football League news, and I got to remind you again, we have some big games. Um, we don't have any. Did you know we have no football tonight? Yeah, no, no Thursday night football. How about that? Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Watch some college basketball. Is there some games that I should be interested in other than the Memphis Tigers? Uh, probably not. I mean, I know they're playing Tulsa. But... They're playing Tulsa, and uh, David Jones will he play? Won't he play? Ooh. Fill me in. 
Uh, it was reported the other day that he was sick, and that he hasn't practiced all week. Everybody in Memphis is sick. Everybody in Memphis. Hey, is tough sick. it up, Bucko. I'm on the radio. Oh, hey, 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 let me hey. just tell you something. Ooh, I came ooh. into work with what? Hold on. Look what's in my pocket. I got nasal spray, Zycam. I got Robitussin uh-huh. over here. I'm uh-huh. sipping on some Tussin. By the way, back in the day, we used to get this stuff. Uh, this we used to get syrup when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. They didn't let us feel like this. Yeah. They would give us this syrup that had crushed up pills in it, mm. and it was like uh, Tussin. It's what um, – it's like the lean. It's what right. Marcus Russell got addicted to. Mm-hmm. But, man, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but it had like chunky bits in it. Mm. 901-360-8255 if you remember the good old days. I used to take codeine as a kid. I mean, what? Was your mom just giving you codeine? Like, mm-hmm. like this is probably not a good idea. Were you sick or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was sick. But did you get the good Tussin? No, I just regular coat in. Man, they had like this gold Tussin. They had this blue Tussin. No, I didn't get any of that. Like, man, and now you can't even get, like, they don't even give you anything anymore. Remember when I broke my hand? Yeah, yeah, John, I remember. When, I, I wasn't here when, I mean, I was here when you broke your hand, but I was not working when you came in after you broke your hand. You know what the homie told me to take? Uh, what he does? He goes, man, you know, you can take an aspirin with an ibuprofen. Smart. And I said, man, my hand is broken. If you don't give me something that's a script, <laughs> I'm going to be extremely upset. Broken hand, ibuprofen, and acetaminophen. <laughs> lordy, 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 have mercy. Memphis, Tulsa, tonight, 7 o'clock. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus If you got it, again, they're a 10-point favorite currently. Not a lot on the slate when it comes to college hoops. Colorado does play Arizona tonight. That's a late game at about 8.30 on ESPN. This Colorado basketball team, I've been high on about their offensive production. Yeah, I can't stand Colorado. Playing Arizona tonight, they don't have enough firepower to even mm-hmm. keep up with Arizona. I know FAU beat them. They're good. But Arizona can get up and down the court faster than anybody in the country. Like, they just take rebounds and turn them into layups like nobody's business. It, I mean, they they don't play defense like Nolan Richardson's teams or anybody. But do you remember those teams that used to just get out and run, run, run? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, this this Arizona team's good. They've dropped a couple of games. Um, I still have them as my uh, my national champion, and uh, I think this is what their second or third game in conference play. They lost to like Stanford, um, which was not a great loss. So, uh, so they're going to. It's kind of hard to get back. up for Stanford. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, they uh, like you're playing UCLA as well. So, uh, yeah. so I mean Stanford. I mean UCLA is no good, but um, Stanford maybe a team to keep an eye on. Um, we're definitely keeping an eye on that. Again, we have the Grizzlies. Here we go. I finally found – I'm sorry, John. I finally no, found ahead. a tweet. Jason Munns. This was – what's today's date? The 4th. This was two days ago. So on Tuesday, um, Penny says David Jones, sick, and Caleb Mills, hip injury, have not uh, practiced this week, which would include both Monday and Tuesday. So we still don't know if the, if either will play. I'm guessing they will. Um, certainly probably David Jones. I don't know about Caleb Mills with that hip injury. Um, but uh, certainly uh, David Jones, guy that uh, Kevin Sweeney who joins us every week, uh, me and Brett, um, he had him as a midseason All American. All so, American here. Here's what you hear. What that? are you? Uh, what are you flapping around, John? These are Sudafed. Also, I forgot to tell you, I also brought Sudafed. The mm-hmm. kind that you have to buy from like over the counter from right. uh, and you have to give your license because they think you're going to go make meth out of right. it or something. Like, you know, do John, I got a chemistry degree? Do you know, I look like somebody who can make meth? No, John. They've started locking up Nyquil. Really? Yeah, I, I went guess to a, have to go buy some. I went to a Walgreens the other day. This was probably like six months ago now. Um, and I had to go find somebody to unlock 
the, the like, Nyquil. Yes, it was like behind like like some. Plastic was the Dayquil locked up or is it just the Nyquil? I don't remember, but I was in there getting Nyquil, and it was like back in the like fall or spring, and I, I my allergies were real bad, so I I went to go get some Nyquil and some like uh, what do you take for like allergies? Uh, like Zyrtec. And uh, I went Claritin. back. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Um, just different. Yeah, different brands. Um, and so I go back there, and uh, I'm like, tr- I'm trying to find. I can't find it anywhere. And I finally look behind this like little plastic barrier, and sure enough, there's the Nyquil. I have to go find somebody. Hey, can you unlock the Nyquil for me? And he goes, What do you need it for? Because I'm sick. What do you mean? What do I need it for? <laughs> and so he was like, Yeah, sure. And so he goes and unlocks. I was like, Why are y'all? He goes, dude, people are people come in and steal them, and you don't know what they'll use NyQuil for. And I was like, okay. And so then I went and bought them, and then I had to show my ID to the lady up front just to buy some NyQuil. It's ridiculous. My buddy, uh, Cub Montague, remember how he texted me yesterday and fixed me on the uh, Caitlin Clark That's situation? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he texted me just now the list from the uh, from Pedophile Island. Okay. Um, and uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein. That's right. There's a lot of dudes on it. Interesting. A lot of bad people. A lot of powerful people in that bad boy. Thank you. Thank you very, very, very much. Um, after he sent me that, I had actually something important that I was going to say. But it, but you're, you're fo- all focused on that. and, and It's amazing how fast my little brain um, can go happens, from huh? one thought to another and completely not remember the thought that I had previously. But we are going to talk a little bit of Tigers because they play Tulsa tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies' loss last night, Taylor Jenkins and that, and so much more because Isaac Simpson joins us on the other side. Sports 56 on a Thursday, Thursday, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Brian Dacus is hanging out with me. It is a thirsty, thirsty Thursday. Be careful, though, uh, Googling Thirsty Thursday on Thursdays. Because it doesn't show exactly what I absolutely thought it was going to on your ex. Maybe it's my ex. I think it is your ex. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Isaac Simpson don't know. He's always on the ex. He's tweeting. He's exing. He's doing his thing. And he's always just talking and keeping the people informed. I think he's the best in the business. If you care about the Grizzlies, check out the Ethos Grizzlies podcast. And don't forget to follow him at Isaac W underscore NBA. And if you're a Tiger fan, TigersPoisReport.com, man. Happy New Year, Isaac. What's up? Man, what up, John? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm high on Zycam, Sudafed, Robitussin, Tylenol. <laughs> you know, I got that Memphis funk going on right now like everybody else, so taking as much as I can. Um, how are you doing? Man, I, I can't complain. Uh, I've got, got Tiger basketball tonight, so uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. 
Well, um, I am excited about the Tulsa game. It's a 10-point line right now. They haven't played since Austin P. Penny was furious after the basketball game, saying that's not how they play, uh, that they're going to have to show up on defense. Do you expect to see a complete different Tiger team tonight? And is like like early on, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not even noon, but I'm looking for some action. It's Thursday night. There's no football. Is this something where you might want to lay the 10 points because this Tiger team might come out a little bit ticked off? Man, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, man, you talk about Penny being being pissed off after the Austin P game as well as he should. I mean, that's two games in a row where this team just hasn't come out with the focus uh, that they should. I, I guarantee you, you put a Kentucky jersey or Duke jersey on the other side, and you would have saw a completely different performance. And the thing about this is, and we've talked about this over here for a couple of weeks now is this is what the rest of the season is going to be like for them. Every time they play one of these teams, especially on the road, uh, it, it's going to be a Super Bowl. They're going to be fired up. and The fans especially, where, too. Yeah, and these are games where Memphis can't afford to lose them. They don't do much for you if you win them, but you can't lose them either. Um, and these other teams are going to come out playing free, and they they got to have a much better effort tonight. they got two uh, games this week. You're at Tulsa tonight, and you got – SMU, which somehow, even though they haven't beaten anybody, SMU is in the top 50 of, of the net right now. So that's actually a Q2 opportunity uh, for them on, on on the home floor on Sunday. And that's the biggest game that they have left on the schedule outside of the two FAU games and the game at SMU, which all three of those will currently be quad one. So uh, it, 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 the collective of these games is important uh, because I think in order to protect their seed, if you want to be a high seed, you can't drop too many of these. Uh, I, I would love to see them run the table. That's going to be extremely hard uh, because, like I said, every, these teams are going to be gunning for them. But they have to, they have to have better focus than we saw against Vanderbilt and, and Austin Peay. Uh, this Tulsa team is really good defensively. Uh, they do a good job of getting to the free throw line. They convert at the free throw line. And Memphis is coming in kind of yelling. I mean, you got David Jones hadn't practiced this week. He's been sick. Caleb Mills, of course, left the game against Austin Peay with a hip injury. He hadn't practiced this weekend either, so their, their kind of statuses are up in the air. If I had to pick, I'd say David Jones definitely plays, but we'll see on Caleb Mills. So I, I'd be kind of scared of, of taking that 10 points. I mean, I, I think the Tigers win the game, but... It man, could be just, tight. Yeah, because what we saw the last two games, if they play like that, man, it, it, it's definitely going to be tight. If they play like the Tiger team that we know and love, they, they'll win this game by double digits and go out there winning easily, but... We haven't seen that in a couple games, so I, I think I have to see it to believe it. Man, you know, it's kind of – I, I kind of have that feeling, though. It's like I understand. I mean, they had a well, – you talk about a hell of a run they had after they lost to Ole Miss when they had to go to VCU on the road, did not have their best performance, pulled that one out late. Uh, Javon Quinterly was just, just buckets. Then they go down to Texas A&M and they dominate. Uh, their defense was out of control. They, I feel like they – you know, Clemson, I, I think it was only a two-point win. But, it, you know, this is a team that in the first half missed like 23-pointers, but yet still pulled it out. Virginia, uh, they just beat the brakes off of them. And when you when you have like four-game stretch, like five-game stretch kind of like that, I can see when you're looking at Vanderbilt and Austin P that you come out there just as, you know, human nature, that you kind of just relax a little bit. Uh, these aren't ranked teams. These are people you're expected to beat. But the, just the way that Penny and how ticked off he was, and Caleb Mills, I know he hadn't been practiced, or David Jones, I don't know what it is. I feel like 
they come out tonight and just like Jalen Young, I feel like these guys go absolutely ham. And I and I just for me, I feel like they beat the tar out of them. Yeah, I, I hope you're right because if they play if they play to their potential, there's no question. I mean, they win this game by twenty if if they play their potential. It's just when they play these lesser teams, you've seen them struggle a little bit. You talk about that VCU game. Uh, didn't really play well there. Had to had to pull that one out late. BCU up most of that game. Even going yeah. back to some of the early games, Jackson State. I mean, I think they ended up winning that game by seventeen, eighteen points. But Jackson State played pretty well in that game. Uh, the Tigers didn't dominate them in the way that you thought. So anytime they played against these lesser teams, they they just haven't seemed to have the focus. Uh, but now it, it's time. I mean, it's conference play. Uh, like you said, they can't afford to lose any of these games really. Um, I mean, you lose one of these games, and it really hurts. I mean, right now, you look at some of the bracketology and some of the predictions, have them up there as a four seed, and yep. if you're going to kind of stay in that area, four or five, you can't lose any more than one or two of these games, especially outside of FAU. You really can't drop any of these games. So they need that type of performance. I think I'd feel a lot better, man, if they get that type of performance. But I think I need to see it first. I think one thing that you take a big positive out of coming out of that game against of Austin P is the performance of Naquan Tomlin. I mean, 15 and 15 uh, in that game. He even knocked down a three-pointer as well. Um, he's going to be a fantastic boost for this team. Uh, I think he's probably going to eventually, obviously, eventually move into that starting lineup. I don't know if it'll be Jordan or Dandridge that comes out, probably Dandridge. Um, I, I just think he's been fantastic. Um, and that and Malcolm's been really good as well, so that just kind of adds to your depth. Um, if you can bring him or Jordan out the bench, just makes this team that much better. But 15 and 15, man, like his third game, that's just kind of amazing to watch, man. I, I think he's shown you the type of impact that he can have because they don't, they, they, they might lose this game. Uh, that game against Austin P. If it were not for Tomlin, oh no! I mean, Naquan Tomlin was an absolute machine again, and then and again, Malco's had his best season as a Tiger. Do you put Jordan on the bench and start Malco and Naquan together just to keep Malcolm mentally, um, you know, happy at where he's at? Because you know, remember, he entered the transfer portal. Um, you know, there were a few issues, or is this something where you just basically say? Uh, Malcolm, you're here to back him up because this man's a, you know, I mean, he's running the court, he's blocking balls, he's getting rebounds, he's doing everything. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, I think team roster-wise, kind of the way, I, I think I would prefer Dandridge to come off the bench because the way he's playing, I think he would be a big boost uh, to, to come unit. in for, yeah, on, on that second unit because I, I think he would really help the unit. So I think ideally, I think I would keep Jordan in there and start tumbling, but I guess it depends on how big the team is you're playing against. Like Tulsa doesn't, doesn't have, I think their biggest guy in their starting lineup is like 6'8". Uh, so Memphis will definitely have a, a size advantage against that, that team tonight. Uh, rebounding won't be an issue. Uh, but like I said, man, Tulsa is really good defensively. Um, and I think then they get to the free throw line, so you don't want to foul them and give them extra opportunities there. I, I got a feeling the crowd is probably going to be fired up. It's going to be going to be a tough environment, but if this Tiger team, like I said, it's not about any of these teams they playing, it's all about them uh, going forward. It's all about their focus, whether they're locked in. Because if they play, if they play even halfway to their ability, they'll be all of these teams. Uh, so that's what it's going to be about, that mental focus. And you talk about Penny, talked about that coming out of the P game. I'm sure he's been on, on them all week. So hopefully that message got through. And if it does, man, I, I'm with you. I think they cover that nine and a half easily. I don't think that'll be any issue. But, yeah, man, I, ideally I think, you move Tomlin in and move Dandridge to the bench, but 
we'll see. Uh, Jordan hasn't been here as long. You know how Penny loves his East guys. Malcolm, Malcolm Dandridge, uh, one of the only, only ones left outside of Dayton. Dayton did play at East for a little bit. Basically the only one left. So it, it might be Jordan that comes out, but I think that team balance-wise, I think I'd rather have Malco come out the bench. You don't want both of those guys to pick up fouls um, in the game. And if you have Malco coming out the bench, I think that protects them a little bit. I, I actually love it, man. Um, Isaac Simpson talking uh, his business right now. We've been talking a little bit of the Tigers because, you know, they're finally back in action. We hadn't seen them play since Austin P. Uh, they beat up on a little bit. I mean, they, they, they struggled mightily against Vanderbilt. But um, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of positivity around this Memphis basketball team. Going on the road, being 10-point favorite makes me feel good. I'm curious, though, with David Jones being a little bit ill, are you more worried about him or Caleb Mills with that hit pointer? Um, I, I think it got to be Caleb Mills because that's the kind of a, a physical thing you expect David Jones to kind of get over this somehow. He he played, uh, didn't didn't come out of the game against Austin P. Even though he said he wasn't feeling great at all, still had nineteen and five. Uh, so I, he's I think, a walking I think, bucket, dude. Yeah, I mean I, he'll he'll be fine. Um, I, I expect him to play for sure. Uh, I, I think you do have to be worried about Caleb Mills and Pity is talking about that. Caleb Mills and even Javon Quinley, both of those guys. They've kind of been banged up the entire time they've been here, Penny said. They're just kind of kind of playing through different nagging things. So this isn't really new with Caleb Mills. He's been dealing with some stuff all all season and all during the workout. So hopefully this is not something that keeps him out. Hopefully he played on night because I think he's big off that bench as a scoring officer, and especially with Daquan Walton kind of struggling. You kind of need that offense from, from Caleb Mills um, until Daquan Walton Turns that corner, man. I don't know what's going on with, with Walton because I'm saying he's a, can't a hit really a good basketball player. Yeah, he just it's yeah, I mean, in his head, man. He can't hit one. Yeah, he was one of four. He finally hit one late in that game against Austin P. But he's a much better player than what what he's shown. What you saw from him in those first couple of games, that's kind of what you expected from him. And I think that's something that you can look to. I think in a way as a positive because I think at some point he's going to turn it around. Uh, going into the season, I thought he would possibly be the second-best player on this team, and he has that type of talent. And if he can get back to that, that's just going to make this team that much better. But when he's struggling like that, you definitely need Caleb Mills off that bench. So if he's not able to go tonight, I think that's going to be a pretty significant loss. Somebody's got to step up, whether that's uh, uh, Dayton Hardaway or Ashton, one of those guys, somebody's got to step up and, and replace that scoring load if he's well, not able to go tonight. Well, speaking of Ashton, that's like like I mean, Ashton Hardaway right now. Um, everybody will remember the Michigan that uh, first half that he had, where he was burying three pointers yeah. left and right. He hit five three pointers in that game. Like it was since then. I don't think he's had maybe six three pointers in the next. I mean, how long ago was that? What the ten games? I mean, yeah, the, I know he didn't. I know he didn't hit one. He had hit one the last two games. He he looks look like a freshman. Uh, I think a lot of people. Didn't even expect him to play this year. And then he came out early. He was getting double-digit minutes like the first yeah. five games of the season. Yeah, played really well. And then he, he just kind of reverted back, I think, to to, 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 to what, what people kind of thought he was going to be. And I guess when you're a freshman, you're going to get that. You're going to have those downs. And he's been way down. But, again, if Caleb Mills is not able to score tonight, somebody's going to go tonight. Somebody's going to have to take up their scoring load. And he's one of the guys, I think, Nathan Young um, off the bench, who I'm a big fan of. Um, I think he has big-time potential on both ends. I'm really excited about him, and he's a guy that's going to be around here for a, few, a couple years at least. So uh, glad to have him in the program. He's really, really good defensively. Uh, but, but again, they, they need that scoring out the bench, and if Caleb Mills isn't able to go, 
I think Aston and Jaden are two guys where you look at that can create some offense. Those guys are going to step up and, and make some plays tonight. Man, I can't. I could talk Tigers all day. We got to take a quick break, though, Isaac, because we haven't even touched on the Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins, and all that good stuff. We're hanging with Isaac Simpson. Do me a favor. Don't touch the dial. Grizzlies on the other side. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Dacus. It's Thirsty Thursday, so you know I'm talking with Isaac Simpson. And I got to say, that's my favorite rejoin, Dacus. It's a good one. All the wisdom in the universe is in this ball. Do you know what I tell that to Chaz all the time? I'm sure you do. Like, she'll look at me like I'm crazy because I got this big old graphics, like, two-foot glass bong out with, like, some, some Gorilla Glue packed up to the rim. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm getting all the wisdom in the universe. Out this bong. I'll be doing the same thing tonight watching the uh, Tigers play, but it's time to talk about the Grizzlies. Last night I was hitting the bong because I was disappointed. I was sad. I was like, damn, Grizzlies, y'all look terrible. Terrible. And it's kind of bad for Taylor Jenkins. You know, he took, he put the onus on himself. But how many times does he have to say, this is my fault? They came out flat. Ah, I got out coached. Right now, a lot of Taylor Jenkins' uh, hate was on the X last night. Isaac Simpson, what you think about that? Yeah, man, it, 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 it's tough right now. Um, and I, I think a lot of this stuff, I think a lot of people are just coming around to it. A lot of this stuff with Taylor Jenkins isn't new. Um, it was just kind of covered up by just having a lot of talent and them winning games. But if you really – or a basketball north, so to speak, if you saw a lot of the things that went on in those games, a lot of times they were winning despite of him. It's just the the rotations, the the feel for the game, that the in game. The way they defend the three point line, which is something yeah. it seems like he never corrects. Yeah, the the overhelping has been a problem for, for almost ever since Taylor Jenkins has been here. Um that's it is just their philosophy is they care more about defending the paint than they care about uh, three-point shooting um, in the perimeter. And time and time again, teams kill them there, and there's just no adjustments made. They just kind of stick to that same scheme. And, and that's been my issue with Taylor Jenkins. He just doesn't seem – when he makes adjustments, he makes them too late. Um, the, that That's what we've seen from him uh, time and time again. And I just don't know if he's the coach to get him over the hump. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, – they were two seed the last two years, but – what do they kind of have? What do they have to show for that? Um, I think he was out coached, and I know they had injuries, and injuries are definitely part of it. But I think he got severely out coached by Darvin Ham, who right now in L.A. saying that he might be on the outs. I think he got severely out coached by him in the playoffs uh, last year. So it, it's it's a tough situation. The injuries and, and the roster construction is definitely a part of it. But going back to what I said, if, if you really know basketball. You can see that he, even with what he's had, what he has, he's not maximizing talent. The scheme is bad. I think they still don't use Jaron Jackson Jr. as effectively as, as they, they could. There's just a lot of, yeah, there's just a lot of things that that aren't right with the scheme and just the overall 
the way that the way that the way that he coached the game and the way they feel for the game, the rotation. I'm not saying they would win every game, but even even when the team was shorthanded, they might have ended up losing those games. But there were better ways that he could have handled certain situations. I think that's what a lot of people, his defenders, so to speak, don't see. They just see all oh, where it's injured or where we were two seed last two years. But when you really pull the curtain back and look into inside the game, you'll see a basketball. lot of Yeah, that, that's the problem yeah. that people are having. And, again, he got out coached by somebody who was on his staff previously. And this is not like the greatest yeah. Raptors <laughs> team that we've ever seen. No, and you can you got guys. I mean, that's a, a bunch of guys. You just got R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quigley just got there. Uh, Pascal Siakam is probably a guy that's on the way out. I mean, that team's kind of in flux right now. And they came in there. I mean, you – you can't have that comeback at the end, but they came in and put it on them pretty, pretty good. That that final score makes it look better than than it was if you actually watched the the overall game. Well, that's the thing about it is like, what is it with the Grizzlies in the second and the third quarters this year? Um, it feels like, I mean, like they're fourth. The Grizzlies in the fourth quarter, they're money. Like they like if you can get like fourth quarter bets where you, they're down or whatever, they're going to score their points. They're going to go out there and they're going to dominate the fourth quarter as they did last night. But it's the second, third quarters, and it's been multiple games. Hell, the other night, um, God, I can't even remember who they were playing. They came out and for the first seven minutes, they didn't have actually a single field goal. The only points they scored was from the free throw line. Uh, you know, coming out into the third quarter, what, what is it with that? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, they've struggled in second quarters. All year, uh, the second quarter has been their kryptonite, and they they have basically lose games because of that. They get outscored so bad in the second quarter that they're fighting uphill the entire second half, and a lot of times they can't get get back to the game. Uh, once you let a team be confident, it, it's hard to kind of stop them just going downhill. I, I, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, that's just been their bugaboo. I don't know if it has to do with different rotation uh, that that he plays in the second quarter, but it's definitely been a a big problem. Well, one thing that hadn't been a problem, and it's uh, Desmond Bain, Bain. Um, I asked this question yesterday. When we look, like, I mean, and I'm talking about, I mean, the, the not how bright the star is going to shine. But, like, let's say 10 years from now, who do you think is going to end up being the better pro later in the career, Desmond or Ja? Um, I mean, I, I think generational talent-wise, I think you, you go with Ja, but Desmond Bain is legit. Um, and the work I, I, I he puts the, in and that body that he's got, it's just, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I just look at him and I know that Ja is our superstar, but I just feel like, man, like longevity, like this dude's going to be here doing it for 15 years. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. And I'm, I'm really, with the numbers he's been putting up, man, he really deserves to be an all-star this year. But I got a feeling that he's going to end up missing out because of the struggles that they're having. Uh, but yeah, man, he... It's really transformed his game. I mean, you talk about, especially then, we're not even, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. When he first came in, he really struggled to guard. He's really improved that area of his game. He's improved his handle. Um, you didn't see him getting downhill the way he, he did until, until last year. That was something that he had to his game. He puts the work in. He is the ultimate gym rat. And you, you can just see it. Um, and he's one of the best shooters outside of Steph in the league. I don't think there's an enforcement. I mean, you see him come down pull up inside half court and you think every time he lets go it's going in um, I mean he's been fantastic and I think that he could get even better and better he's added to his game every year so you expect that to continue and he's just not he's not getting the league that he should be getting I mean he's averaging 26 points a game uh, through, through those first 25 games and it, he, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been because of him 
he's going to bring that hard at lunch bell, that effort every night, man. He's going to give you everything he has. So they, them not winning basketball games definitely doesn't have anything to do with Desmond Bain, man, because he's been fantastic this season. He's been, I mean, he's been straight up. I mean, the, uh, the best player for uh, this season so far for the Grizzlies. Yeah, Jaw's back. I love, and again, I'm not like saying anything bad about Jaw. I'm just saying that as much love as we give him, I feel like Desmond Bain's insane, man. Like he's become my favorite player on this Grizzlies team. Got to switch up just for a second because uh, you do all the NBA. Remember when James Harden went to the Clippers and they lost their first five games and how terrible this team looked? Well, watch I do, out. I do remember what, that. What the heck? Old enough is, to remember that. <laughs> yeah, old enough to remember that. I was tearing up my kinfolk, James. I was like, man, I don't want nothing from you for Christmas. Retire, you're terrible. Um, all of a sudden, man, with West, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, with Kawhi Leonard being healthy and sick, are the Clippers, like, like are they a team that could actually win it all this year if they can stay healthy? I, I think the last part you said is the, is the big question. Uh, I mean, that's the part that you don't, Really believe it. If, if if they could take this team into the playoffs, they're fully healthy. I definitely think they have that type of talent. I mean, they've turned it around. You talk about them struggling when James Harden first got there and people making jokes and said it wasn't going to work. Well, it's working now. Uh, that yeah. team is legit, man. When you, you talk about, because I mean, you, you, you can't deal with that. James Harden is playing at a really, really high level. He's playing the best basketball he's played in a while. He had moments there in Philly, but right now he, he's playing kind of like old James Harden within a system. He's not being wild and taking a whole lot of shots and talking about Westbrook coming out the bench. Westbrook is playing really well right now. I mean, they got they got it cooking. Uh, it's just that can they stay healthy? Can Kawhi be there when you need him to be? And that's been a big question. But if this, this team is healthy going to the playoffs, I definitely think that they have a chance of, of winning the whole thing. But it's just hard to believe in that when you've just never seen it with that, with that group. Yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 a... Uh... It is something interesting to watch with the Clippers. Um, you know, the Lakers won the in-season tournament. Everybody was talking about LeBron and AD and blah, 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 blah. And James Harden and the Clippers were, you know, trash. And all of a sudden, uh, the best team in L.A. looks definitely like the Clippers. Now, i got to bring up uh, another team that's out there in California, the Kings. I mean, Sabonis last night had 22 points, 23 rebounds, 12 assists, and I don't think he was even close to the player of the game. Malink Monk went absolutely banana sandwiches. I mean, when Paolo Bancaro for Orlando has 43 points, and I want to talk about Malink Monk, you know he had a night. 37 points, 9 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, 60% from the field, and he dropped seven three-pointers. Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, man, he's been he's just been nuts for that team. Um uh, off coming the off bench, the bench, too, man. by the way. Yeah, man, off the bench. He's been fantastic. Uh, he's been almost unguardable. Like, he he just kind of does it, whatever. He comes out there and does whatever he wants to. It just seems like nobody can guard him. I mean, you saw him here in Memphis on New Year's Eve when he came in, had a big impact on that game. And he's been doing that all year. Um, I mean, he's taking a shoe in for, for six man of the year. Uh, he's been fantastic and just taking his game to another level. I can remember a time where, back when he was in Charlotte, where – People were saying, oh, we didn't even know if this guy was an NBA player could stay in the NBA. And you see what he's doing now with, with Sacramento. I mean, he's just such a big boost for that team off, off the bench and a huge part of, of, of what they're doing. Uh, when they win games, it, you talk about De'Aaron Fox and all those guys, but look, Lee Monk, what he does off the bench for that team, man, has been tremendous. Uh, I mean, he, he scares you when he comes to the game because it just seems like nobody can get a handle of him defensively. 
Dude, he can blow by you, and um, he had like two poster, like I mean, two dunks that I didn't know Malik Monk can like fly like that. And then yeah, he he's hit. more athletic than you think. You yeah, he get is. Yeah, he is. And then him just draining the threes the way he was last night. Uh, very impressive. Now again, um, talked a little bit about the NBA because you cover the NBA better than anybody out there. It's Isaac Simpson. Follow him at Isaac W underscore NBA. Last but not least, Grizzlies head to LA. They do play the Lakers. This is the Lakers team that since the end season tournament has been, uh, you know, sub 500. They're 17 and 18 on the season. Um, what do you expect in La La Land? Oh, man, it's tough to, to, to see anything positive for this Grizzlies team right now. And I think, I think they're kind of at, a, at an inflection point. Um, still five and a half games out right now. And nothing that you, you've seen. Uh, I mean, you go into this homestand, Sacramento, San Antonio, Toronto, this was a homestand where I was saying win, win, they win. need to go 3-0. and mm-hmm. And they come out here and go 1-2 and two on this homestand. And then and you're struggling with a team like Toronto. Toronto is not even a good team. And they came in here and kind of put it on you. You don't feel anything positive about this team. You look at this road trip at the Lakers, uh, at Phoenix, Phoenix, at Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a, a tough trip. And this could be a point to where if they go 0-3 on this trip, which I think is very possible. Uh, that they could go one three on this trip. I, I think you have to start thinking about maybe packing it up because if, if they go zero three, you're probably looking at being seven to six seven games out at least uh, coming out of this trip. That's just going to be hard to make up because in order to, to get back even to that tenth spot, they're going to play tremendous basketball, and I just don't see it. I don't see them being able to win games at the clip that they would need to to kind of surpass all the teams they have to pass to try to get into that play in, barring some. Big time turnaround, man. I think after this home stand, I have a hard time seeing it, especially with the three games that they have coming up. Yeah, their next seven games are absolutely brutal. Three on the road against the uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, then you come home and play some tough teams. Oh, okay. They got Los Angeles, Phoenix, Dallas on the road. Then they come back to face that Clippers team where my kin folks yeah. tearing things up. I'll be partying with James Hart. I'm going I'm to try to take him out to the Gold Club the night before, <laughs> uh, get him a little yeah, bit man. tired. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks and the Warriors and the Timberwolves, man. It's going to be a tough stretch. Man, do me a favor, Isaac. Tell everybody, like it's the new year. It's 2024. If you want to know what's going on in the NBA and the Grizzlies, where should they go? Yeah, man, 2024 is Eat Those Grizzlies, man. Make sure you check us out. Go over there and give us a like and follow. You already know on the Memphis Tigers, TigersportsReport.com. And my personal X feed at Isaac Double underscore NBA. And he gives me 30 minutes on Thirsty Thursday. Ain't nobody nicer than Isaac Simpson. Isaac, Happy New Year. Be blessed, my friend. We'll do it again next week. Man, Happy New Year, brother. Talk to you next week. Man, that's my homie. We're going to take a quick timeout. You know what? Um, You know, I don't feel very good today. No, you don't. Most of Memphians don't feel good. What was I doing during the break? You were uh, spraying S- that nose stuff up your nose. Snorting Zycam, homie. Yeah. yeah, take a little Sudafed and Robitussin. Because like, we don't get no good scissor up anymore. Like, what's the point of going to a doctor when they just tell you to go get, like, hey, go buy some uh, Robitussin or some That's Dayquil? Right. Yeah, what are they doing for Hey, me? doc, do me a favor. If I come to you, I want a damn prescription. Give me that crunchy syrup like they used to. You know, I'd be singing on the radio right now if I had that stuff. I'd be singing good, too. Yeah, you would. (laughs) We're going to be singing about the Ole Miss Rebels who absolutely dominated Penn State. We'll also talk a little bit about that uh, Michigan-Washington game. Evie is such a great person over at TheRebelWalk.com. She's your number one source for all things Ole Miss information. Don't touch the dial. Sports 5698.5 FM.